0: Let's pretend that this isn't advice and I'm Erin and I'm not giving you advice it's it's not advice I can't help myself give advice I don't mean to I don't want to I want you to be able to live your life but I know how to do it I am a huge know-it-all and this is where I practice not giving advice to people except I totally give advice to them I'm a lawyer turned professional certified coach and I just happen to give the best advice. But this is a podcast, not a coaching session. So I obviously don't do that here, except I do. This is not advice with Aaron Conlon, your know-it-all lawyer coach friend. This is not advice. In this week's episode, I talked to my friend. And comedian Amber Autry. Amber and I know each other through the Chicago comedy community. This is one of those episodes where we run the gamut of like deep and light all at once. I hope you like it. And please, for everybody's sake, share this podcast with people and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and talk about Amber and hire either of us. Hey, Amber. How's it going?
1: Hey, Aaron. It's going so great. It's good to see you, my friend.
0: It's good to see you, too. So we're giggling a little bit because I just messed up. <laughs> and so we're making fun of me. <laughs> um, But you were just saying you moved to Tennessee. What? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm originally from Tennessee. So um, and my mom lives here. She doesn't pay rent, she like house sits for a friend, which is like a prime situation because the house isn't going anywhere. She's really just,
0: <laughs> you know, you know.
1: <laughs> Um. so yeah, moved back in with my mom um, so I could travel more.
0: So, well, before we get into why you're traveling, who are you, Amber, Amber Autry, tell us who you are.
1: Oh, man, who am I? You know what? I I'm a kind person who loves laughing and being goofy and dancing and I'm someone who who likes to be joyful, maybe past the point of, of When you should be joyful,
0: (laughs) okay. So, so mostly joyful, sometimes inappropriately joyful is what I'm
1: hearing. (laughs) Yeah, do not invite me to a funeral because it just.
0: Oh, I was just thinking. Please, come to my funeral.
1: (laughs) Oh, you know, this remind this is like this reminds me. I, I don't know if you're religious at all, but I used to be, Mm -hmm. and I went to a Pentecostal funeral. And oh, I've was, never been
0: to one of those.
1: Oh my gosh. They were dancing and shouting for joy that this person had gone home to be with the Lord. And it was like a little... I was I was trying to have a good time, but I was a little like, wow, this is different. This is... Mm-hmm. This is good, but different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think one of my... One of the most like the biggest regrets about that I have about being alive is that I don't get to go to my funeral.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. What like? What would you want your funeral to be like?
0: Oh, I don't know. Like I do want crying. I want people (laughs) to be sad that I'm dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) Like I really do want to have the kind of impact on the world where people are like, Oh man, that's such a bummer. (laughs) yeah and I really hope that people have fun and like (laughs) a little bit roast me oh
1: wow (laughs) this is a whole event
0: (laughs) just a tiny bit like I just want people to be willing to make fun of me in my death like they do in my life
1: (laughs) you know what you could do is you could have a funeral now
0: not the same the emotions are just like Ugh,
1: that's true. That's true.
0: Like it's Damn. just a bummer.
1: Maybe you get to see it in your spirit form.
0: I hope so. Yeah. So i was I was raised Catholic, and I have converted my Catholicism to some kind of variation of Buddhism. Oh, like I've taken a lot of the lessons of Catholicism, internalized them, probably to an extent that sometimes isn't <laughs> healthy. <laughs> yep yep and then like what i recent not recently but what i came to around death was one of those laws of physics that energy is neither created nor destroyed yeah and that has always brought me a ton of comfort like the energy of one's soul is never destroyed it just mutates and transforms and since like i'm in the business of people people transforming their lives. I'm like, this is my jam. I'm into cool. this.
1: That's beautiful. Do you feel like, cause I relate to this too. I'm wondering if since you found your new, like mm, sort of religion that you've created yourself, have you like gone back to parts of Catholicism that you used to like cringe at? And now you're like, Oh, I see this in a new, like positive light because I'm able to see it from a new perspective.
0: Well, I mean, Catholicism is a special case. OK, like, I don't think I'm ever going to see priests abusing children as like light. <laughs> just to be clear,
1: not what I was talking
0: about, <laughs> not
1: what I was trying to get you to condone. Just want to be clear.
0: <laughs> like, I'm also not a huge fan of the sexism in the Catholic Church.
1: Yeah.
0: And I do think that there. Um, I don't know, there's value in, in a lot of things also this is just my like righteousness but Catholicism is the original Christianity so just want to remind everyone that Catholics were first <laughs> she's like
1: they're not the best but we were freaking first yeah okay
0: exactly <laughs> well the church was the the Catholic Church grew out of um the the apostles the disciples I don't know Mm. All the all those saints, okay, all the, you know those guys. Yeah, those guys—the ones that wrote the 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 New Testament, the Matthew, rules. Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. <laughs> what it? Well, back to you. This is about you. This this is not my show. I mean, that's my <laughs> show, but this is a show about you, Amber. What have you like seen in a new light in your religion, or in your religious self?
1: Yeah. Um. It's been a good turnaround because I, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it's been a good turnaround because my family was not religious. My mom was like bouncing around when I grew up from like being Wiccan to, you know, nothing. Like my family was never religious. Then I got saved in high school and became obsessed with it. I was like at the church all the time. I slept there
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. When the doors were open, I was there, baby. Like, I was going to heaven. Okay?
0: No question. So so you go all in when you're into things is what I'm hearing.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. You're just going to read me like a book, like right off the top?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's that's why they pay me the big bucks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're a thousand percent right. I do. Yeah. Yeah. in 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 outside of my body things that i participate in and in my mental like
0: mm.
1: you know if i have a thought buying 100 percent into that thought
0: <laughs> how's that working for you
1: oh really poorly <laughs> <laughs> no i'm definitely learning to through therapy mm-hmm. to to be like thoughts are just thoughts you know um that's still a practice. so. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the religion, yeah. So I was like, really, you know, all about it. And then I hate that this is what I have to say. But when Trump became president, the people that I trusted and thought of as my leaders switched and were saying some really weird things. And I mm-hmm. that made me be like, step away from what I, God and Christianity, because I was like, fuck all this this is not what I want to follow um and now I found what I had been saying all along is my own relationship with God and it's made me like I can say God again which is dope Mm -hmm. used to I'd be like yeah God it's terrible but now it's um it's good to have my own relationship and I don't hate Christianity anymore
0: yeah. How would you how would you like explain your current relationship with God? I
1: realize I believe that I am God myself and so is everybody else. And um compared to before it was like I am not worthy. It was just mm-hmm. a bunch of like beating myself up and trying to reach some level For the rest of my life. But now it's like everything is God. Everyone is God. And so I'm a lot more grateful, a lot more chill and loving to myself. It's a total. It's exhausting to be like, wake up and be like, I am shit. How do I get even a little bit better for the rest of your life? That's Uh exhausting.
0: Well, it's super damaging too. like one thing that I. One firmly believe, and two drill into my clients is that you are never going to be your best self if you start from a place of "I suck."
1: Yeah, yeah, man. And I feel like a lot of people don't even realize that they're saying "I suck." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, your the friends and the family hear it, but they're just like there's sneaky ways that the brain will be like, I'm not good enough without saying I'm not good enough straight out.
0: Right. And when you're like, when your culture, your church, your family, your friends is all based in this idea of get better, be Mm. better. You're not good enough. You're broken. You're damaged. You have sin. Then you're put in this place where you have to fix yourself. Before you can do anything else.
1: And yeah. Oh, uh, uh, well, so with your clients, how do you start the self acceptance, like where you are?
0: Mm. Well, it's different for everybody, right? Like, if you wanted to practice self acceptance, what would be the first thing that you would need?
1: For me, it would be noticing my thoughts and 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 considering the opposite. So, like, you know, I screwed up that show, or I'm I'm not going to be good enough for this opportunity. It's like, well, what if I am? What if I mm-hmm. say to myself, I am good? You know, just like training myself to say the opposite.
0: Yeah. When will you believe it?
1: Um. Yeah, I, I, I actually do believe it now and I used to not and I think it's because <clears throat> man that's now I'm thinking because that's interesting because sometimes still I like have a good show and I'll wake up the next day and be like am I a comedian can I do this
0: Well, let's just set the table for the people who are listening who don't know either of us.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. And
0: I'm sure that most people that are listening know either of us, but for those who don't. (laughs) So you moved to Tennessee to tour more because you're a comedian. Yes. Okay. What was the leap from I... I'm going to hang out in Chicago and do showcases to fuck this shit. I'm going on the road.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, Well, in 2019, I had decided I was like in 2020, I'm going to be a full-time comedian. And as we all know, the pandemic hit and I really leaned into virtual comedy. Like, was doing corporate shows and shows like all over the country and which led me to like meet all these people from all over. And I was like, dude, I've always wanted to travel. I love traveling. I, my, my skill as a comedian really upped and I'm like, I can do this. Like it's the perfect time at the time I was in unemployment and I'm like, I, the world is my oyster. Let's go. The world, the oyster is shut tightly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, virtual comedy really, really inspired me and like helped me along to take it on the road.
0: That's so interesting. Um, What do you think, like, why did virtual comedy inspire you to grow outside of this computer screen?
1: (sighs) It, virtual comedy is obviously different than live. A lot Mm -hmm. of the times, you know, people's cameras and mics would be off. So I'm just staring back at my face and it, which, which really helped in a lot of ways. One way is I got used to not hearing laughter after my jokes. So I had to keep going. I got more comfortable with just trying things cuz I feel like it was pretty low stakes. Mm-hmm. I also was forced to like the money is in clean comedy for corporate shows, so I was yeah. you know forced to like write new jokes and clean some not say vagina as much, which is, you know, a shame. It's so hard.
0: How it's oh, a shame. <laughs> and just I
1: know and the vagina is probably, that like, it self-cleans. Like, I don't know if you can get any cleaner <laughs> than vagina, but...
0: <laughs> I mean, a vagina is probably cleaner than your fingers. Let's Ex- just put it that way.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Ex- I want that on a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> you can have it. Okay. It. You can you sell can that have... as your merch.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay. I'm going to put this is not advice on it, though.
0: Okay, that's cool. I appreciate okay. that. <laughs> co-branded.
1: Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay. I'm buying into this thought. See, these are one of those thoughts where I'm like, this is now a thing
0: (laughs) today. (laughs) Okay. Back to, so you were doing more corporate comedy. You had to get cleaner. You had to be used to just you being on stage. Right. Basically how, So one of the things that I'm super aware of was just how comfortable it can feel to be on stage. Did you get used to seeing yourself?
1: Yes. I loved it. I loved it. I, I loved everything about virtual con not, I obviously would choose live, Mm -hmm. but um, I really like stepped into my, my own. And I think a lot of it was like, I had people from all over who were like, wow, you're really good. we like supporting me and really like giving me opportunities. And I feel like that was happening in Chicago, but I was newer and you know, there were the top dogs who were like getting all the sets. So it was kind of like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: you're good, but we already have people who are good. So, so virtual allowed me to be like, well, let me like take my talents out there and like, rep for myself um
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I, I really stepped into myself and like was like i'm i'm ready to be showcased like i got this um yeah which has translated so well to the to the live audiences now
0: so you know Sharup and i kind of talked about like how to get gigs in chicago how do mm-hmm. you find gigs on the road like what how does that work for you
1: i send a lot of emails and dms and um you know what i love to do actually is comics that i like um i will look at their uh upcoming month of shows Mm -hmm. and wherever they are i will reach out to those people like to the show and be like, Oh, this person's doing a show in New York. I'm going to hit up that show. Cause I like this comic. So I'm sure they're doing a cool show. I'm going to reach out to that show and <clears throat> see what's up, you know?
0: Interesting. So you're yeah. reaching out to the producers, not to the comedians themselves.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I will reach out to the comedian if I know them pretty well. Um, so we can like, you know, they can vouch for me. Uh, but, yeah, everybody's always posting where they're going to be. So it's like, oh, here's a show to submit to right there. You know? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Those po- people make fun of those posters, but they, they're they very helpful, you know? They're well,
0: great. <clears throat> what I'm hearing for you is, like, when you see an opportunity, you are shortening the time between a thought and an action. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. That is That is exactly how I've gotten the things. I mean, obviously, like working hard and and practicing my craft, but you have to go for what you want. Like, there's so many people that I know will be like, oh, I wish I could do this. And I have to stop myself from being like, well, why don't you 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 can do this? Like, you don't have to wait for that person or just go here, do this.
0: Wait, why do you have to stop yourself?
1: Because a lot of the times those people aren't going to do it or they would have already done it. And I drive myself crazy trying to manage, like encourage people to just do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because they'll be like, oh, but excuse, but excuse. And I'm like, okay, I, you don't want it right now. And that's fine. And I can't convince you to want it now. Like, you have to want that, so I really have to practice my bubble with people. Mm-hmm. Be like, here's a here's a little, just what I see, and if you don't agree, then that's fine. I'm just going to step back, which is your entire job. So, <laughs> God bless I, you.
0: <laughs> I know it's so. I mean, for a know-it-all, I picked quite an interesting job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, how? Like, do you? come across that where you tell Mm -hmm. something to someone a million times and you just have to keep repeating it?
0: Well, not from an exasperated place.
1: Good. Okay.
0: Like, I think one, one thing we forget is that our shit is our shit. We never fix ourselves. We are never unbroken. We are always perfect and whole and weird and messed up as we are. Mm. And so even when you grow your shit will change too yeah but it uh, will also be the same
1: you just dropped like a big old bomb you know that right
0: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what was the bomb about it
1: i found i find comfort in the fact that you were like it's we're always going to have the shit cuz even in self help and self you know, development, there's this idea of like, oh, I'm going to be a non-anxious, super motivated. One day I'm going to be this amazing human. And it's like, shit, no, I'm always going to be practicing something. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a release. That's like, you know, it gives yourself a break.
0: Yeah. Well, it does give yourself a break and it also keeps you on the hook, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have to be aware of what you want. And then make choices that go towards it. And if you find yourself in like not getting what you want, the real question is why?
1: Yes. Yes. I, (laughs) that's, I saw like a TikTok or something where someone was like, you know, this exercise where they're like, always ask why when you're having a problem, like just keep asking why, like I want this. Why? I don't have it. Why? And it's like, you break it down all the way to like it's usually mm-hmm. something that you can do on a minimal scale to like further your goal <laughs> you
0: know yeah I think well first of all I try and avoid why questions because one people tell me that I have a prosecutorial spirit at times
1: oh like wow. why are you
0: interrogating me Aaron? and I'm like I don't know because that's what <laughs> I was trained to do for a million years <laughs> I don't know, because I'm a (laughs) know-it-all, and I know why you did it, and I'm trying to get you to confess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, So I try and avoid why questions because, like, it puts people on the hot seat and makes them defensive. So another way to ask a question that investigates in the way that you were just talking about is what. What is happening here? What's missing? What would be a thing that would move it forward?
1: Oh, that's good, yeah, and it takes
0: away that like
1: judgment like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, that's a good one,
0: yeah, so well, we got on this tangent slash back on track because i we were talking about that whole f- thought of not good enough, mm-hmm. um. When will you be good enough?
1: Right now. <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, a thousand percent right now. I, my, I have told people who have come up to me and been like, wow, you're really like doing the thing. I'm like, believing in myself changed the entire game. The entire game. When I started believing in myself, I like, I just got to chill because it's so, I, It changed the whole thing, man.
0: It Mm -hmm. really did. It's crazy how much, like, just a little bit of, oh, yeah, I can do this. Right. Works. Yes. It's way more effective than a trust fund. (laughs) Yeah. Although, don't get me wrong. If somebody wants to give me a trust fund, I'll take it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, man. It And, you know, I, I think people know this or maybe they don't, but believing in yourself doesn't mean it's always going to be easy or you're going to like crush it every time. But that's where it comes into like, for me, expectations too. Like I've had to learn to, to realize, um, when I just haven't met my expectations and that's what, like, like if I didn't meet my expectations, I'd be like, I failed and it's like no a lot of great things happen you just expected this thing this image in your head that didn't quite match that Mm -hmm. but let's look at all the things that freaking rocked and you like stepped into
0: yeah um what's your like vision for your career as a comedian
1: I here's what I like. Here's what I desire. <laughs> I I want a following of kind, engaging humans who love to laugh and be joyful. Um, I want to travel and connect with different people and meet different people. And I want to be a billionaire.
0: (laughs) 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 So that's who you're serving. That might be the result of it. The billions. Mm. Um, who do you have to be in order to create that?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) You'll make me cry. Um, Yes. No, no.
0: (laughs) No. I was just thinking the other day, and my share was like, I haven't made anybody cry on my podcast yet. I don't.
1: (laughs) I got to get to that.
0: (laughs) Maybe I'm not asking hard enough
1: questions. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) I fully support you. I'm just so glad you're alive. Thank you. Yes. Um, who do I have to be? I think I'm going through that right now and probably forever, but I have to fall more in love with myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, that's that's it on, on a lot of different levels. Fall more in love with myself to where I am my best friend, my best support system. And, um, yeah, I'm definitely, I've come a long way in that, but I'm definitely have more to go.
0: What, like, tell me what you think is missing in falling in love with yourself.
1: Um, here's what I speculate lately is I think, and whether this is from like stuff from my childhood of what, who knows, you know, probably my therapist. But um, I'm actually just want to say I'm in the market for a new therapist. So if anybody's listening and is like, you know, reading me right now, hit me up. <laughs> Would love to tell you about my trauma. So excited. Okay. Um,
0: well, wait, what kind of therapy are you looking for and do they need to be in a specific place?
1: Um, I am looking right now for trauma like childhood trauma and relationship Mm -hmm. therapy and i love zoom therapy so that it can be anywhere
0: Mm. okay yeah well back to you falling in love with yourself what you think is missing
1: yeah um i look i think i look for (laughs) i'm trying to find a balance between Being my own comforter, support system, et cetera, and needing to outsource that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of the times I'll get upset with people who are close to me because they didn't do, they didn't hold me when I needed them to, or like do this certain thing. And I don't verbalize it. I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, this is what you should be doing right now. And you're not. And I get upset and lately i've been like taking a step back and being like well how can i provide for myself what i was looking for from that other person and then the other part of me is like should i be just getting that from the other person so i'm trying to like balance mm. being in healthy relationships with myself and others and not like letting my expectations rock my relationships i don't know it's it's a it's a weird balance
0: well, yeah, and it's really hard to know when your relationship is unhealthy if you don't know what a healthy relationship is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: At one of the things that I keep hearing in in how you talk is kind of this either or, either I'm self-sufficient or I'm reliant upon somebody else. Either I like myself or I don't. Why are you laughing so or like shocked? You look a little shocked.
1: Um, because I, I just feel like I—I've been told that a great deal, and I feel like God keeps trying to tell me this, and mm-hmm. I don't know really how to be different than that.
0: <laughs> well, when when you keep hearing it, like, what does it give you to just have that awareness re presenced
1: It's weird for me because I'm like, yeah, that is that not like, I don't know the opposite of that, mm-hmm. of thinking black and white and either or and like absolutes. So I'm like, what? It's it's weird to me because I know people are like, I'm hearing this and I'm like, yeah,
0: is that not? <laughs> <laughs> is, that- <laughs> is that not facts? <laughs> well, it's it's kind of funny, right? First of all, I have a workshop that I have given on this like four times. It's a great workshop. It's called Beyond Black and White Thinking. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. I give it to mostly lawyers, but maybe I'll give you a little sneak preview one day. Um, But I think what happens is when we have something pointed out to us, we then try and fix it immediately.
1: Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Yes, girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes! Uh. And what if we don't have to fix it? What if we just know that, oh, man, I'm doing the thing where I turn something that is not an either-or into an either-or?
1: That sounds tough.
0: <laughs> well, earlier, yeah. I think we were kind of talking about um, what does self-acceptance look like? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it looks like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's the letting go of not fixing it, man. That's yeah. Mm Hmm. I remember going through this thing with my therapist where she would be like, I would think like, what if this happens? And then she'd be like, what if it does? What if it does? And I'm like, girl, don't be saying that scary shit to me, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, God. Okay. I guess that's a little different, but.
0: But maybe it's mm-hmm. not. Maybe like exploring the what ifs and the disaster thinking, because that's all, that's all black and white thinking is, all binary thinking is, is like the extremes.
1: Yeah. Right. And so what you, do you do? <sighs> you just sit in that afterwards you're like okay I'm doing the black and white let me just coast like let me just live in the moment
0: no you practice something new what do you mean well it depends on the situation like you were talking about oh how maybe for relationships one thing that I could do is like depend on myself more or Mm. self-soothe right instead of have unstated expectations that other people soothe me when I'm broken and I need soothing
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So in that like either or either them or me you could try something like us. You could try sharing what you need.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> well, yeah. You could <clears throat> try
0: vulnerability.
1: Girl, cuz I was just about to say but sharing what I need makes me feel scared. And Mm -hmm. then you said Mm vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't have to, like, I don't know if this is true for you, but my guess is the more you grow, the more you're going to have to be vulnerable. And when you're on stage at the Chicago Theater in front of 5,000 people, like, your, your hilariousness... Will come from vulnerability, not from you just being like super skilled.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah.
0: Nobody can see your face right now, but what she Amber <laughs> kind of looks like is she looks a little like she's pooping. <laughs> your, face not, all, <laughs> your face got all scrunchy, and you oh. turned to the side anyone with a three-year-old knows that face
1: (laughs) oh gosh man self-growth is just so it's amazing but it's it's a lot Mm -hmm. sometimes I think about the people who are just like not choosing to you know I guess everybody's growing but choosing to really like focus in on it I'm like I wonder what that's like
0: (laughs) well you've been there haven't you
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's very true.
0: What was that like when you were like, I'm not going to grow F this?
1: It was, um, you know, I look back on that person with like love because it was just. um, I didn't know. I thought Mm -hmm. that was the right thing at the right time, so. I didn't know the difference.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 You said like you're looking for a relationship therapist. Mm -hmm. What has you looking for that? Um, I partly what
1: I mentioned about like, you know, um, loving myself more and like Mm -hmm. figuring out just healthy relationships. Um, and then I have a lot of childhood trauma that I never uh, addressed this trauma like a lot of shit went on in my childhood that I was just like I'm fine I'm a well-rounded human being but and I'm still accepting this but like that stuff that happened affects me today and I'm just now Mm -hmm. accepting that uh, and trying to heal those things that happened.
0: Yeah. What would you tell 10 year old you, 10 year old you?
1: Mm. Um, man, I mean, right in this moment, I would probably just hold her. (laughs) I don't like And uh, probably give her a big hug and just sit down with her and say you are going to be okay like Mm. I don't want to say you're strong because that's like (laughs) scary and not like super comforting but um, maybe something to that extent of like you have the strength to be who you want to be Yeah. I feel like I'm saying that to myself right now.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it a little bit. Yeah. Um Is there something wrong with that?
1: Mm. Not wrong. I think it's maybe a little just a little scary and like emotional because I do believe it, but the other side of me is like you know, going through something is like not fun, you know? So I'm like,
0: well, those are facts. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a fact that sometimes (laughs) being in your, like having an experience isn't fun. Breakups aren't fun. Mm -hmm. Losing friends isn't fun. um, Losing a job isn't fun. Well, depends on the job. Maybe depends on how you lose it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like disappointment in general isn't fun,
1: right? Right. But yeah, learning how to care for yourself through those things is like super great and important. Since you're going to be disappointed throughout your whole life <laughs> at some point. At some. At point. some point, <laughs> yeah. Not just in general.
0: <laughs> I mean. What is your like what's your thought on um manifesting and like the law of attraction? Do you practice that? Totally. You do? Totally. Yeah. So what are you currently manifesting?
1: <clears throat> um a couple of things. Uh one is like steady finances, like abundance in finance. Um Another is a fully open love for myself and with others, like no fear in love, trusting love is safe and, um, you know, just good connections. And then a solid team around me, like people who are bettering themselves, who are full of joy. I want to work with those people. Be around those mm-hmm. people.
0: Like a fellow comedians or what do you mean by team? Uh
1: yeah, fel- fellow comedians also like I will have like you know like a, a management team and a like a glam team. And I just want everybody to be good people. Open, mm. loving, good relationships.
0: Wait, wait. I want to hear about this glam team.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tell me
0: more. I feel like this is something that you probably need that people don't talk about.
1: Yes. Yes, dude. So I'm very, like, low-key in how I dress and, like, makeup and stuff. But I, I am manifesting a squad that, like, gets me to the fullest – does my hair, picks out my outfits, um, you know, gets me ready for mm-hmm. the day, even for an Instagram story. Like, I want to wake up and then be like, "How about you wear this like fancy ass comfortable shit?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome." Uh, I just want to be glammed up, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, "That's not." what i thought i looked like when i left oh my god the
0: house. i have that all of the time i'm like i look like a chubby hobo
1: <laughs> exactly i'm like damn i thought i looked real cute when i left the house you know so yeah i uh yeah i want some people who are like good at what they do who are excited who get me um to be glammed up and like looking fresh, feeling fly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of times we learn from watching others. What have you tried by watching somebody else that just like flat out does not work for you?
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question um hmm. what have i tried i i don't know if i've really tried this or maybe i have but it just doesn't sit right but some comedians are very much about like uh all the networking, all the talking and the the you know shoulder slapping and the rubbing elbows and the like putting themselves out there in that way and it makes me feel very uncomfortable I don't feel good there Mm. so I and I I, it kind of makes me sad because I'm like I am an outgoing person but I've realized that I'm like getting more of an introvert like I don't like to really hang after shows I want to bounce I don't like like schmoozing um but last night I tried it I was like at this new show and I walked up to the comedians and just like inserted myself in their conversation and then like 30 minutes later they were like wait are you a comedian (laughs) so they thought I was just like some random girl that walked up oh my
0: god (laughs) (laughs) was it a bunch of dudes was it a flock of course
1: of course I was like, yeah, I just was so enamored about you talking about your penis that I came over to hang. Like one
0: hundred percent know that they thought that, right?
1: <laughs> In, I mean, what a blessing. Ignorance is bliss. I just like I'm like, yeah. Oh, you know. And then Wait, I tried- They didn't
0: even see you on the show. They were just like This was, was this pre before-
1: yeah. Okay. The pre show. Um and I'd even like crack jokes and like tried to insert myself in the conversation. And then they were like, Oh wait, you're one of us. I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I prefer like my, my method has been more just like do my thing on stage and then meet who I need to meet and obviously talk to them. But I, I'm not like, let me go to this laugh factory party party and just like talk to everybody. That makes me nervous. And like, not comfortable
0: well i wonder if part of that i'm just gonna make an assertion and be right about this and give you a little bit of advice Mm -hmm. oh except i'm not supposed to but
1: whatever
0: (laughs) it's not advice okay it's just a suggestion that maybe you could do that would help you
1: (laughs) all right okay
0: (laughs) um it sounds like you have a relationship to networking where it's fake. Uh th- Mhm. Yep,
1: yep, yep. And yep.
0: if you were to just like have the ha- take the opportunities to connect with people authentically,
1: mm.
0: that might like if you know that you're coming from that place and not from performing networking, you might have a better experience of it.
1: Wow. 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 What? (laughs) That's, that's really good insight. That's completely what it is that I think it's fake.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I was around the Chicago comedy scene enough to know a decent number of people and men and women, like there are some really amazing people there. And I've met some Like, Janice is one of my best friends. I love her dearly. I cannot live without her in my life. Oh. You know, Kenna and, like, there's a lot of comedians in Chicago that I admire. Tristan and Aaron McDavis and, like, Sharoop and, you know, all all the people I'm going to reach out to to do this podcast. Yes. And I genuinely just like talking with them. And it's not because I think that they're more talented than me, even though they are. It's because I think that they're funny. Yeah. And I want to hang around funny people.
1: Totally. Totally.
0: Same thing with you and Suzanne.
1: Yes.
0: Like, who doesn't want to hang out with you two? You're wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I get those from like being on shows with people and we like, but I would love to like get more of those relationships from just like, initi- like Suze, shout out Sue's. She will hit up a person who she's never hung out with and be like, come over to my house. I'll make you dinner. I'm like, that is a little insane. And I love it.
0: I have another like- friend named Suzanne who also is very good at making friends. I like learned how to make friends by her insisting that we be friends. Oh, I'm like, what's this with Suzanne's being good at making friends?
1: Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a, it's admirable for sure.
0: Yeah. What um, what haven't we talked about that like you need to talk about?
1: Mm. What haven't we talked about that um, um I. I I will say this, I'm, I don't know if I need to talk about it, but it is something that's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I've also been practicing, <laughs> um, I've got a lot of dreams and goals and like things that I want like now. And so, which is great, but I'm trying to, hi Kitty. Um <laughs>
0: Both of my animals are here in this room right now.
1: Oh, I feel them. I feel their presence. Um. <laughs> um, I'm trying to practice like being grateful for like, like last night I was sick, but I had this show and I was like, this may be a little extreme, but I was like, what if this is the last show? I like, What if I leave the show and I die? Like, let's have the best time at this show tonight. You know, not worrying about like what comes from it or whatever. Just have fun right now. So um, especially with money and stuff, I'm trying to be present right now where I'm like, okay, I am kind of broke at the moment. But one day I won't be broke. So Mm -hmm. let's try to find the goodness in now where friends like help me out. And I'm like, wow, now I'll be able to look back and be like, I had friends that really helped me out. And like there's goodness in the struggle. So I'm trying to find that so I don't go insane.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> when you say, like, friends will help you out, what help do you need?
1: Oh. I don't have a steady paycheck. Mm hmm. And so, like, It's interesting cuz I think when you when I pause I'm like, "Oh, I have all the money I need right now in this moment." But sometimes a bill will be late or, you know, um you know, like getting food or just like I would really like to not worry about my bills.
0: Mhm. Do you have a number in mind that would like be your I would have more than enough money at this point I've written it
1: out before I think I need to do it again now that my life has changed Mm -hmm. but I think um I I think that like 25,000 would be more than enough that's
0: not a lot of money it's
1: not it's not And I feel elated just like saying that because, you know, it's like it's very attainable. Um, I also don't want to and, you know, this is just a choice I'm making. I don't want to work at a place that takes away from my like I'm a comedian. I've made that decision. So I'm calling in income Mm -hmm. that fits that
0: job description so you know it it's I don't know if this is what is going on for you but it sounds like this is really a an internal struggle for you yeah like what do I need in order to survive Mm -hmm. and who do I need to be
1: yeah yeah dude yeah yeah
0: I wonder how much of that either or thing is playing out. Like, if so, this is my trained listening, but you've lived as a comedian for a year now, a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And it also sounds like it would really bring you a lot of relief if you could make a couple hundred bucks a week. Yeah. And I wonder if the either or, is getting in the way of you making a couple hundred bucks a week.
1: <laughs> um are you saying suck it up and apply to McDonald's?
0: Well first of all, no. <laughs> I wouldn't ever tell anybody to go work at a specific place. <laughs> That's way too prescriptive. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like what's the harm in a in a bartending shift here or there?
1: Right. Or,
0: you know, what's the harm in writing articles?
1: Yeah, I, I have loosely applied to write articles. I probably could. I could I could try harder on that.
0: Just like I think sometimes we forget that the stuff we do that's adjacent to our goals serves our goals as well. Mm -hmm. and you know we were talking about well-being a little bit earlier and like relating to yourself as good but you also have to feel okay and I know that stressing out about money does not leave anyone feeling okay
1: yes yes
0: and you can put all the energy out there in the world and go I'm going to manifest my money and it Well, sometimes the way you say it reaffirms that you don't have any. Yes. And sometimes you have to, like, my favorite parable is the man who was, like, every day, like, God, let me win the lottery. God, please let me win the lottery. And finally, like, this goes on for years. And finally, God was like, will you buy a fucking ticket? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, in the same way that you're saying, okay, I'm going to go be a comedian and you've done a great job at it, maybe you need to, like, buy a ticket into you actually making some money, too.
1: Yeah. I know. It's, it's this thing of, like, I decided I'm a full-time comedian. Like, I don't want to backtrack. When it's not backtracking, it's, like you said, supporting the goal that I have.
0: hmm
1: So... You can do
0: anything, and if you're coming from, like, integrity, it will likely support what you want, even if it's not immediate.
1: Definitely. Facts. Facts. Who knows?
0: Maybe you take a job, like, delivering DoorDash or whatever, and it becomes, like, like, you get the bit of your lifetime out of it.
1: That's very true. It's very true. you're just truth
0: how are you, you doing over there
1: today <laughs> i'm good i'm just staring at you because i love you <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god that's so thank you
1: of course
0: well i end every episode by asking how will you know when you've succeeded
1: Well, I know when I've succeeded. Hmm. I think at this time in my life, what I'm dealing with now, because I, I have succeeded in a lot, but at this point, it would be being able to say, I have the best relationship with myself. I'm completely in love with myself and am my true, true, truly best friend. Mm. And I feel like I'm on my way there. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that, for the courtship of myself, our little, our little love journey.
0: I love it. (laughs) Is there like, okay, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. When that exists, when you have fully courted and fallen in love with yourself, what will the world see as the result of that?
1: A human who is fully... I I think they will be inspired to be free themselves. Like, they'll see a human who is completely full of joy. And, um...
0: Will you have a new car, too?
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) I love my car, okay? They're gonna see a sexy... Put together, flawless. I love my car right now, but I will have a Land Rover that whips, baby. That all right.
0: whips. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, like the joy and the fun will also, you know, man itself in tangible things.
1: 1000%. You're
0: going to have like the best v neck jumpsuit that goes like all the way down to your belly. Oh my God, Erin, you know. Yes, I, I, I'm so envious of your, like, I don't know what that space is. It's not cleavage, but, like, that abdomen cleavage dip thing that you have. Oh. I, want, I want that, Amber. I want that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. My mom always said that growing up. She was like, oh, I love your little tiny boobies. I'm like, thanks, mom.
0: I'm like, but I also really love cheese, and right now that's where my commitment <laughs> is is cheese
1: you could take cheese and shape you know i mean
0: (laughs) let's just end this okay thank you thank you so much for being a guest
1: thank you for having me you are an amazing human and a blessing and i love this podcast it's like
0: oh thanks I, i i hope people like it all 30 people that listen
1: it's growing hey mom (laughs) hey
0: aaron's mom all right thanks so much uh also if you ever want to work with me and you're a client let me know and book amber we'll put her info in all of the info stuff all right take care of yourselves bye This Is Not Advice is brought to you by me, Erin Conlin. If you are interested in learning more about my coaching practice or how we might be able to work together, please visit erinconlin.com. This podcast would not have happened without production support from Cedar Cathedral Narrative Studio. You'll figure it out, Steve. You're 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 great, Steve. You're
1: doing great.